Hello, and welcome to the podcast. My name is Dr. Louise, and today I'm going to start talking about when is it time to start thinking no contact. So if you're new here, um, hello, welcome. Uh, No contact is a term that's used to describe when a survivor of someone abusive has decided to terminate all communications with this abusive person. Okay, so no contact is different than ghosting. Ghosting is when Uh, For very little reason, uh, one person stops communicating with another person. This is um, about abusive situations, uh, situations where a survivor has experienced abuse at the hands of a toxic person. So, you know, for a lot of us, um, it, it took us some time to really get to the place where going no contact seemed like a plausible option. We might have needed to, you know, get real comfortable with understanding that we were dealing with a toxic person. Uh, We might have needed to really get in touch with um, what, what we wanted, what was happening to us in our situation. We might have then started off doing some uh, smaller boundaries, right? Doing lower key boundary setting. No contact is a giant boundary, right? It's like no communication. All It's a huge boundary. Um, So a lot of us don't jump in at the giant boundary stage. We might start setting little boundaries and kind of see how that goes. And then, you know, we might have tried low contact. That's a little bit, you know, there's more communication happening at a low contact stage. And um, eventually we find our way to no contact. But, you know, it's hard to sometimes figure out like, okay, when should I start thinking about no contact? When is it appropriate to consider completely terminating all communication with a toxic person? I mean, you know, I think this is like a really important question because, you know, if if you're learning about like narcissistic abuse or um, like toxic people in general on the internet, you will see that there's a lot of immediate advice about you need to go no contact right this second. And, you know, we've talked about it here on the podcast before, but I'm pretty resistant to these kind of moves where like if they're toxic, you immediately have to go no contact. Um, but if, if, it's, if it's the case that you can know that they're toxic and uh, maybe decide that you're going to continue contact in some form, Um, When should you start making that transition? When does it make sense to start considering maybe really beefing up that boundary and going all the way to no contact? So I've got just a couple things you might, that might be indicators of when it's, it's time to really start seriously considering no contact. So the first one maybe is a little bit obvious, Um, But if your physical or emotional health, your mental health is in a dire place, um, it might be real appropriate to start thinking of going no contact, maybe going no contact fairly quickly, right? This can be a real obvious indicator. If, If the toxic person in your life is physically causing you harm, if they are hitting you, if they are... Um, you know, leaving bruises on your body. If you think that they might get physical in a way that could lead to really serious harms, like loss of life or things like that, big 
big obvious indicator that no contact is going to start to be the way to go. Now your situation might be complicated, right? Because sometimes when we go no contact, we make the toxic person angry um, and that, that can have consequences. So you might not like immediately, right? Pull that no contact lever. Um, but you know, if you're in these really dire situations, if your mental health is in such um, disarray that, you know, you're, you're close to needing to be hospitalized in order to get more psychiatric support. Or if you're like so profoundly depressed and despondent that you can't, you know, you can't get through the day at all. These are big indicators that, um, you, you need some big serious changes in your life and they might not be easy, right? Going no contact is never easy. And if you are in a dire place with your physical or mental health, uh, that's not going to make the process easier, certainly. But it's definitely time if you find yourself in this situation to be doing whatever you can, whatever energy you can muster, direct that toward establishing this no contact boundary. Now, in a perfect world, uh, we would have started thinking about no contact before we got to this place where our health is in such disarray right? We, we don't want to allow ourselves to get into places where our physical uh, well-being is seriously compromised or our emotional mental health is seriously compromised. We don't want to get there. But for some of us, you know, we, we need to get to that point and we need to take action from that place. You know, for some of us, it really, it really does take getting pushed to our limits, either physically or mentally, for us to really, really accept that we don't have any other choice in this situation to, but to go no contact. So, you know, no shade at all uh, for you if you are in this place. I, I've definitely gotten close to this place, um, especially with my toxic ex. I was profoundly stubborn and I did not want to go no contact or do any of these things. I didn't want to do it. I was willing to take on more and more and more and more until it just became so obvious. It's, it was starting to get kind of physically aggressive and it was just, I had to get there. I had to get that place before I was ready um, to really go no contact. So if you are at that point, that's an obvious place. You, you should be thinking about no contact. You should be starting to get into motion what it's going to take in order for you to go no contact. So another time, it's an indication that you might be ready to start thinking about going no contact, is that overall you have more bad experiences with this person than you do good experiences. So in order to even figure this out, you really need to take a good hard look to see what authentically feels good in this relationship and what authentically feels bad. There's this unfortunate thing that toxic people do to us where, you know, at the beginning stages, maybe they were like love bombing us. They were doing all of these great things. And, you know, we, we keep, we keep that vision of what this relationship could be in our mind. We imagine that we can somehow get back to that place where everything seemed great and it was easy. And this person was so loving and it was wonderful. You know, we get, we get wrapped into those things and we forget to notice that like, okay, yeah, you know, a year ago when this first started, sure, I was having these really positive experiences, but in the 12 months since then, um, you know, I can, I can count on one hand the number of positive experiences we've had. 
So you've got to kind of step out of the the feelings, right? This is a time where the rational mind's going to have to, the rational self is going to have to take hold a little bit and try to step back and get some perspective going for you um, in order to really make this thing happen, right? You've really got to get real, real, <laughs> real, real on what's actively happening in your situation right now and what has been happening in the past couple months. Now, of course, it's going to be more urgent for you to move towards no contact, depending on the severity of the bad experiences that have happened. So obviously not all bad experiences are created equal, right? If there is physical violence, again, in any way involved, then you're in a more urgent situation, right? That's bad. That's more bad than, you know, the situations where you just didn't feel heard or you got a bit frustrated, right? You, you also need to notice the long-term emotional toll of these bad experiences, right? You, we are all only human. I mean, I'm pretty sure I, you could be an alien, but I'm pretty sure that you're a human being if you're listening to this. And, you know, I think that as a human being, you can only take on so much bad stuff, so many bad experiences before it really starts to have kind of long-term impacts on your health, on your, on your mental states, on your personality. Like maybe you were a really sunshiny person at the beginning of this relationship. And now you're kind of more of a dark gothy kind of person. And like, maybe that's a change that you, you don't like, right? We need to notice those things when we're, when we're checking in, like what are the bad experiences in number compared to the good experiences? And then what is, you know, how great are those good things and how bad are those bad things? We need to really check in and see. So if it turns out that you're having more bad experiences than good, especially if those bad experiences are really bad or they're starting to be bad from a cumulative perspective, it might really be time to start thinking about going no contact. So I've got two more um, things that are indicators of thinking about going no contact. But before I jump into those, we're just going to hear a word from our sponsor. So another indicator that it might be time to start thinking about going no contact is that you are feeling isolated from friends and family. You know, at the end of the day, human beings are social creatures. We need connections to other human beings in order to stay healthy. It might not be the our most favorite thing about ourselves, but you know, I am a hardcore introvert and I still need these these connections. I still need, you know, community. And when you are feeling disconnected from that community, whether it's, you know, it's just your your the toxic person taking your phone away so you can't participate in the Instagram live that you wanted to go to, or it's, you know, the toxic person putting pressure on you not to go to the family barbecue, right? Those things can really start to add up over time where we feel more and more isolated, where we don't have any communicate community. You know, this is often an explicit goal of toxic people. Toxic people know that it's easier to control other people when they are isolated. The, the old saying, you know, we are stronger together. Like this is really true. 
uh, we really are stronger together. So the toxic person knows that and their goal is to control you. So they try to isolate you and keep you away from your family or from your friends or from your communities, right? Or they try to make you feel so much shame about your experiences that even when you are around these people, you can't be who you can't be open. You can't be yourself in those spaces, right? This is an explicit goal of toxic people. So if you are experiencing, you know, the systematic isolation from your communities, from your networks, it may be time to start thinking about going no contact, right? This is actually a pretty robust indicator that this person is toxic and it's, it's really draining, it's, it's weakening your ability to manage a whole bunch of parts of your life that you're probably like not even aware of, right? It takes a toll on us and it's easy for it to slide under the radar, right? Because a toxic person is just pushing back on this one event or they just don't want you to go see your friend today, but it seems like it's just like, okay, this, this one random time, like I can accommodate that. But over time, if the toxic person is consistently making it difficult for you to participate in your community, for you to show up in the way that you want to with your community, it's going to have long-term consequences on your ability to manage stuff across your life, including your ability to really get in touch with what's happening in this relationship, right? Like the toxic person knows if you go and you share with your best friend the wild crap the toxic person did to you last night, um, you know, your, your friend's going to be like, whoa, that was not appropriate. They shouldn't be doing that to you. And then you're going to step back and be like, oh, is my friend right? The toxic person doesn't want you to have that opportunity. They don't want you to take a moment and maybe share about your situation in a way that, you know, might bring up questions or doubts from people outside of the relationship. Isolation is something that serves toxic people. Um, I, every one of my toxic relationships, this was a consistent theme. They all preferred when I wasn't talking to nobody. This might be why I talk to everyone now on the internet who is willing to listen to me. <laughs> I have overcompensated the other way and I am quite proud of that actually. So if you're feeling this isolation, that might be a sign that it's, it's time to start thinking about going out contact. Now, another indicator, this is the last one I'm going to talk about today, um, that you might be ready to start thinking about going no contact is that you have tried setting smaller boundaries of various kinds just to no avail, right? So you've tried to get the toxic person to uh, leave you alone for an hour after work or school. Um, you've tried to get the toxic person to just not talk to you about certain topics. You've tried to get the toxic person to just stop yelling at you about the dishes, right? You've tried these, these are, I call these like micro boundaries. Like they're just, I mean, for, for people who aren't dealing with toxic folks, this is like a full fledged boundary, but we have a bigger scale here in the, the land of survivors of toxic people. And these are, these are smaller boundaries where you're just trying to mitigate some of the problems by setting up a, you know, a little rule for one sort of situation. Now, when you've tried a bunch of these 
And the, like, they're just not working, right? You've, you've tried setting the boundaries in every way you can think of. You've tried communicating them in different ways. You know, you, you've gone on Instagram and you've learned about like, what does it mean to set a boundary? How do I actually do this? You know, you're really trying hard and nothing seems to be working. Um, you know, th that can be an indication that the problem isn't you, right? The reason these boundaries might not be working is because you are dealing with someone who is unwilling to accept and respect boundaries. Toxic people don't really care how many ways you try to set boundaries, right? Boundaries are a threat to them. They will not tolerate any boundaries. That's why a lot of us have to go the no contact route. It's, there's just no other way, right? The, these people won't accept any kind of structure that requires them to treat you like uh, a human being who deserves respect. So there's all of this uh, backlash whenever you do attempt to set these things. And we get forced into a place where it's like, well, I'm not going to continue to tolerate being treated, you know, worse than the dog. So I guess I'm going to go no contact. So if you've practiced this trying to set smaller boundaries and you're consistently um, getting results that the toxic person doesn't care at all, isn't willing to even try, um, you know, it might, it might be time to start thinking about no contact. In fact, no contact is the ultimate accountability tool right? The person that you go no contact with doesn't have to be a willing participant in order for the boundary to be enforced. Most toxic people are going to hate the fact that you've gone no contact. They're going to try to force you to break that boundary. They're going to do everything they can to sabotage the no contact boundary. But the good news is they don't, they don't need to be cooperative, right? You can maintain the no contact boundary if you decide that's what you want and it just doesn't depend on their behavior right? Um, sometimes people get confused about boundaries and they think it's something about like controlling other people. And it's hundred percent not about that. It's about you deciding what you're going to do when other people start acting all kinds of strange, right? So if you decide you're just, you're not going to have it, you're not going to allow this into your life. You can just keep on doing that. Uh, no matter how strange, no matter how weird, uh, the toxic person, no matter how abusive the toxic person really starts, starts to get. So, you know, these are some different reasons. Um, it might be time to start thinking about going no contact. Now, I've actually created uh, a new quiz. I'm quite excited. This is the first time I've ever done a quiz. Um, it's all about, are you ready to seriously explore if no contact is for you? So I've got... Uh, this quiz is totally free. Um, you just uh, pop in your email and you'll you'll get the quiz delivered to you uh, via your email. And you know, I'm really excited for it. I think it's a really good tool to kind of, you know, help help get you kind of moving to a space where not necessarily you're ready to go no contact, right? It's not saying like, are you ready to do this? But are you ready to start exploring the idea of no contact? It's okay that this is a journey. It's okay that you're not going to go no contact just overnight. I, I think that that's just like so harmful and so unrealistic for most survivors. So if you're thinking about like, well, maybe am I, am I ready to maybe start allowing myself to envision a life where I am no contact with this toxic person, I really recommend that you, you grab the quiz totally free. Um, I'm going to drop the link in the show notes. And uh, if you... 
if on your platform you can't see the notes, you can go ahead and go over to Instagram and just shoot me a DM and say, just, just say the word quiz and I'll make sure that you get the link uh, to download it. And I'm so excited for it. I hope that it's helpful to you guys. I hope that you thought this episode was helpful just in trying to identify when should I even start climbing this no contact mountain. So thanks so much for listening and I'll catch you guys in the next one. Bye-bye.